Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Law School of America. Tax Collection Statistics. Collections before refunds by type of return, fiscal year 2010. Individual income tax, 49.9%. Employment taxes, 35.3%. Corporate income taxes, 11.9%. Excise taxes, 2.0%. Estate taxes, 0.7%. Other, 0.2%. For fiscal year 2009, the U.S. Congress appropriated spending of approximately $12.624 billion of discretionary budget authority to operate the Department of the Treasury, of which $11.522 billion was allocated to the IRS. The projected estimate of the budget for the IRS for fiscal year 2011 was $12.633 billion. By contrast, during fiscal year 5, 2006, the IRS collected more than $2.2 trillion in tax, net of refunds, about 44% of which was attributable to the individual income tax. This is partially due to the nature of the individual income tax category, containing taxes collected from working class, small business, self-employed, and capital gains. The top 5% of income earners pay 38.284% of the federal tax collected. As of 2007, the agency estimates that the United States Treasury is owed $354 billion more than the amount the IRS collects. This is known as the tax gap. The gross tax gap is the amount of true tax liability that is not paid voluntarily and timely. For years 2008 to 2010, the estimated gross tax gap was $458 billion. The net tax gap is the gross tax gap less tax that will be subsequently collected, either paid voluntarily or as the result of IRS administrative and enforcement activities, it is the portion of the gross tax gap that will not be paid. It is estimated that $52 billion of the gross tax gap was eventually collected resulting in a net tax gap of $406 billion. In 2011, 234 million tax returns were filed allowing the IRS to collect $2.4 trillion out of which $384 billion were attributed to mistake or fraud. Outsourcing Collection and Tax Assistance In September 2006, the IRS started to outsource the collection of taxpayers' debts to private debt collection agencies. Opponents to this change note that the IRS will be handing over personal information to these debt collection agencies, who are being paid between 29% and 39% of the amount collected. Opponents are also worried about the agencies being paid on percent collected, because it will encourage the collectors to use pressure tactics to collect the maximum amount. IRS spokesman Terry Lemons responds to these critics saying the new system is a sound, balanced program that respects taxpayers' rights and taxpayer privacy. Other state and local agencies also use private collection agencies. In March 2009, the IRS announced that it would no longer outsource the collection of taxpayers' debts to private debt collection agencies. The IRS decided not to renew contracts to private debt collection agencies, and began a hiring program at its call sites and processing centers across the country to bring on more personnel to process collections internally from taxpayers. As of October 2009, 
the IRS has ceased using private debt collection agencies. In September 2009, after undercover expose videos of questionable activities by staff of one of the IRS's volunteer tax assistance organizations were made public, the IRS removed ACORN from its volunteer tax assistance program. Administrative functions The IRS publishes tax forms which taxpayers are required to choose from and use for calculating and reporting their federal tax obligations. The IRS also publishes a number of forms for its own internal operations, such as Forms 3471 and 4228, which are used during the initial processing of income tax returns. In addition to collection of revenue and pursuing tax cheaters, the IRS issues administrative rulings such as revenue rulings and private letter rulings. In addition, the service publishes the Internal Revenue Bulletin containing the various IRS pronouncements. The controlling authority of regulations and revenue rulings allows taxpayers to rely on them. A letter ruling is good for the taxpayer to whom it is issued, and gives some explanation of the service's position on a particular tax issue. Additionally, a letter ruling reasonably relied upon by a taxpayer allows for the waiver of penalties for underpayment of tax. As is the case with all administrative pronouncements, taxpayers sometimes litigate the validity of the pronouncements, and courts sometimes determine a particular rule to be invalid where the agency has exceeded its grant of authority. The IRS also issues formal pronouncements called revenue procedures, that among other things tell taxpayers how to correct prior tax errors. The IRS's own internal operations manual is the Internal Revenue Manual, which describes the clerical procedures for processing and auditing tax returns in excruciating detail. For example, the Internal Revenue Manual contains a special procedure for processing the tax returns of the President and Vice President of the United States. More formal rulemaking to give the service's interpretation of a statute, or when the statute itself directs that the Secretary of the Treasury shall provide, IRS undergoes the formal regulation process with a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, NPRM, published in the Federal Register announcing the proposed regulation, the date of the in-person hearing, and the process for interested parties to have their views heard either in person at the hearing in Washington, D.C. or by mail. Following the statutory period provided in the Administrative Procedure Act the service decides on the final regulations as is, or as reflecting changes, or sometimes withdraws the proposed regulations. Generally, taxpayers may rely on proposed regulations until final regulations become effective. For example, human resource professionals are relying on the October 4, 2005 proposed regulations, Citation 70 FR 57930-57984, for the Section 409A and Deferred Compensation, the so-called Enron Rules on Deferred Compensation to add teeth to the old rules, because regulations have not been finalized. The IRS oversaw the Homebuyer Credit and First-Time Homebuyer Credit programs instituted by the federal government from 2008 to 2010. Those programs provided United States citizens with money toward the purchase of homes, regardless of income tax filings. Labor Union Most non-supervisory employees at the IRS are represented by a labor union. The exclusive labor union at the IRS is the National Treasury Employees Union, NTEU. Employees aren't required to join the union or pay dues. The IRS and two have a national collective bargaining agreement. In pursuing administrative remedies against the IRS for certain unfair or illegal personnel actions, under federal law an IRS employee may choose only one of the three forums below. 2. Or United States Merit Systems Protection Board, MSPB, or 
United States Office of Special Counsel, OSC. Employees are also required to report certain misconduct to TICTA. Federal law prohibits reprisal or retaliation against an employee who reports wrongdoing. Controversies The IRS has been accused of abusive behavior on multiple occasions. Testimony was given before a Senate subcommittee that focused on cases of overly aggressive IRS collection tactics and considering a need for legislation to give taxpayers greater protection in disputes with the agency. Congress passed the Taxpayer Bill of Rights III on July 22, 1998, which shifted the burden of proof from the taxpayer to the IRS in certain limited situations. The IRS retains the legal authority to enforce liens and seize assets without obtaining judgment in court. In 2002, the IRS accused James and Pamela Moran, as well as several others, of conspiracy, filing false tax returns and mail fraud as part of the Anderson Arc investment scheme. The Morans were eventually acquitted, and their attorney stated that the government should have realized that a couple was merely duped by those running the scheme. In 2004, the law licenses of two former IRS lawyers were suspended after a federal court ruled that they defrauded the court so the IRS could win a sum in tax shelter cases. In 2013, the Internal Revenue Service became embroiled in a political scandal in which it was discovered that the agency subjected conservative or conservative-sounding groups filing for tax-exempt status to extra scrutiny. On September 5, 2014, 16 months after the scandal first erupted, a Senate subcommittee released a report that confirmed that the Internal Revenue Service used inappropriate criteria to target Tea Party groups, but found no evidence of political bias. The chairman of the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations confirmed that while the actions were inappropriate, intrusive, and burdensome, the Democrats have often experienced similar treatment. Republicans noted that 83% of the groups being held up by the IRS were right-leaning, and the subcommittee minority staff, which did not join the majority staff report, filed a dissenting report entitled, IRS Targeting Tea Party Groups. On May 25, 2015, the agency announced that over several months criminals had accessed the private tax information of more than 100,000 taxpayers and stolen about $50 million in fraudulent returns. By providing social security numbers and other information obtained from prior computer crimes, the criminals were able to use the IRS's online Get Transcript function to have the IRS provide them with the tax returns and other private information of American tax filers. On August 17, 2015, IRS disclosed that the breach had compromised an additional 220,000 taxpayer records. On February 27, 2016, the IRS disclosed that more than 700,000 Social Security numbers and other sensitive information had been stolen. The Internal Revenue Service has been the subject of frequent criticism by many elected officials and candidates for political office, including some who have called to abolish the IRS. Among them were Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, and Richard Lugar. In 1998, a Republican congressman introduced a bill to repeal the Internal Revenue Code by 2002. In 2016, the Republican Study Committee, which counts over two-thirds of House of Representatives Republicans as its members, called for the complete elimination of the IRS, and Republican Representative Rob Woodall of Georgia has introduced a bill every year since he entered Congress in 2011 to eliminate income taxes and abolish the IRS. The IRS has been criticized for its reliance on legacy software. Systems such as the individual master file are more than 50 years old and have been identified by the Government Accountability Office as facing significant risks due to their reliance on legacy programming languages, 
outdated hardware, and a shortage of human resources with critical skills. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America